Touching on Acts chapter 7, verse 30 through 36. We're continuing. Stephen is speaking, right? He's still speaking to these guys who are about to kill him. But he's speaking truth. And he's speaking about things that we all can, can learn from. One of the things that really struck me this morning in this passage was how we view God. How we view God. The world, how the world views God. God is holy. Do we really see God as holy? Because that is part of what he's calling us to do. Are we, are we acknowledging who he is? Because God says... I will be found by those who are seeking me, who are knowing me. So I want to I want to look at how we grow to know a holy God. How we grow to know God's in his holiness. He is not what we perceive, what we think in this world. You know, at the end of the world, at judgment, we will bow our knee. We will acknowledge who he is. But during this time, during this world's standard course of history, he leaves it up to us to seek him and to know him. And he says, you will find me if you seek me. And you seek me with all your heart. But until judgment, it's up to us. He leaves our, our search up to us. Do we seek him or do we seek ourselves? At judgment, we will all fall on our knees and worship him. But until then, he has left it up to us. Proverbs 8.17. Proverbs 8.17 says, I love those who love me. And those who seek me diligently find me. Right? So God isn't 
standing in front of everyone in all his glory, blinding us and forcing us to our knees in this life. In this life, he allows us to make our own journey and make our own decision of whether we will seek him or not. Hebrews chapter 11. We all know this one. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Guys, he has given us the opportunity to grow to know his holiness. He does not demand it. He does not flatten us to the ground with his holiness. He gives us the opportunity to grow to know his holiness. In, in John chapter 17, verse 3, he was speaking to his disciples and he said, And this is eternal life, that you may know God the Father and Jesus Christ whom he has sent. That is the journey that we are on in this world. Growing to know God. Do you recognize and acknowledge God as holy, as powerful, as the creator God? Do we really see and know him? What is your response to a holy God? You know, the world rejects him because they don't acknowledge his existence. And God sent the one that they rejected, right? How well do you know and understand God? Let's look at uh, Acts chapter 7, verses 30 through 36. Now when 40 years had passed, an angel appeared to him, to Moses, in the wilderness of Mount Sinai, in a flame of fire, in a bush. When Moses saw it, he was amazed at the sight. And as he drew near to look, there came the voice of the Lord. You know what? I didn't open in prayer. My apologies. Let me pray. Father God, this is your word. You are a holy God, and I acknowledge I missed opening, talking to you, opening our hearts and minds through you. I just lay this before you. I pray that you would guide the reading of your word, that your spirit would open our eyes and hearts to you, and that we would honor and glorify you in this time. Uh, I pray your grace on this time. I am human. I am failed. It is only by your power, by your spirit, and by your love that we are drawn to understand and know you. pray that you would open our eyes now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. All right, let me get back to that. Acts chapter 7, verse 30. Now when 40 years had passed, an angel appeared to him in the wilderness of Mount Sinai, in a flame of fire, in a bush. When Moses saw it, he was amazed at the sight, and he drew near to look. And there came the voice of the Lord. I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, and of Isaac, and of Jacob. And Moses trembled and did not dare to look. Then the Lord said to him, Take off the sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt, and have heard them their groaning, and I have come down to deliver them. And now, come, I will send you to Egypt. This Moses, 
whom they rejected, saying, Who made you a ruler and a judge? This man God sent as both ruler and redeemer by the hand of the angel who appeared to him in the bush. This man led them out, performing wonders and signs in Egypt and at the Red Sea and in the wilderness for 40 years. This is the man that God, a holy God, sent. But God had to work in Moses' life to prepare him for that. How old was he when this happened? What does it say? Now when 40 years had passed, how old was he when he left Egypt? 40 years old. So it's another 40 years. I'm an old man, but guys, I'm not anywhere close to 80. Well, I am kind of close to 80. It really depends on how you look at that. But 80 years, God worked to prepare Moses for this process, right? He's working in your life. He's working in my life. God is a patient God, and he knows our hearts, and he knows where he needs to take us. Remember, we were talking about the master weaver. He is working in our lives, weaving things into our lives that will make us productive and make us able to be used by him. In the first 80 years of Moses' life, we do not see God acting overtly. We do not see him showing up as a burning bush. He waited 80 years before he became visible as in a supernatural way, right? We don't see God doing anything supernatural. We see Moses trying. After 40 years of being raised under Pharaoh, he steps up and he's going to do his way. He's going to solve it his way. And God says, it's not right. The timing isn't right. But I'm going to use your effort to drive you to me. So Moses' failed effort caused him to say, I'm an idiot. I'm running off into the wilderness. I'm going to run away and hide. And God said, I'm going to use that. He used that. He was weaving that into his work in Moses' life. And now we see God working in Moses' life in a way he reveals himself. And how does Moses respond? God, Moses drops to his knees. He's, he is seeing that God is holy. We have a couple other examples in the Old Testament of people responding to God's presence. You know, Job, how many of you guys have heard of Job? Job was this guy who had a tough time, right? Mm -hmm. But it wasn't really his, his doing, but God was working behind the scenes in Job's life. He and Satan had a conversation. God and Satan had a conversation, and God said, Job's an upright man. And Satan says, I'll take him on. And God says, have at it, because my weaving will use your attack for my glory. And Job will withstand your attack. Now, God didn't say all that to Job. God knew that because God is the master weaver, right? So he allowed Job to do this. And Job struggled through all the things that God was doing. And then God showed up before Job and he said, here I am. And Job's response to an almighty God appearing and talking to him. Job 42, five through six. 
I had heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes see you. See, Job all of a sudden realized he had been serving God. You know, he made one of the strongest statements of faith. I think it's an awesome thing. When I look at, at the Hebrew and how they, they phrased it, it was an awesome thing. He said, though my God slay me, yet will I praise him. Job had that kind of faith before he saw God here. But now he says, I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes see you. I have come to know you, to understand who you are. Therefore, I despise myself. My flesh is worthless before a holy God. And so he, when he came to know God fully or more fully, because guys, we will never know God fully, but when he became to know God fully, he despised himself, his flesh. He was worthless in his own eyes because he knew who God was. This is the journey God wants to take you on. He wants to, you to understand who he is. Are we walking in a way before God that acknowledges that he is holy? That we are worthless before him? Guys, that's how we have to be because then he, in his power... Our weakness becomes his strength, and we become useful, right? But now, therefore, I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. That's what Job responded. Isaiah. Isaiah was another prophet that God used, and God raised him up, and then he revealed himself to Isaiah. And what does Isaiah say? Isaiah 6, 5. And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost. For I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Guys, God wants to grow you to know Him, to know His holiness, and become useful to Him. Acts chapter 7, verse 30. Now when the 40 years had passed, an angel appeared to him in the wilderness of Mount Sinai in a flame of fire in a bush. What was God doing those 40 years? You see, the first 40 years, God was putting into Moses things that he needed to know. He was raised up in the, in the knowledge and the wisdom of Egypt. But God sent him into the wilderness. When, when I say sent, you think about that. Did Moses know that God sent him into wilderness? He was, he was scared to death. He had made a mistake, and he ran. But God was using that. God was using his mistake and his fear and his response to send him out into the wilderness to grow him to know God. Is God working like that in your life? Do you really know? Do you really acknowledge that God is working through all the circumstances in your life to grow you to know him in his holiness? who he is, that he is perfect, that he is pure, and that you are not. The more you can acknowledge and know that, the more you can be used by God. God can use you as you release your strength 
Acknowledge your weakness and acknowledge his strength. Acknowledge his holiness. Acknowledge his purity. That is what God is working on in you. Grow to know God in all of his holiness. Right? John 17, 3. Guys, this is eternal life. That you may know God, the Father, in his holiness. And Jesus Christ, whom he has sent. This is how we become useful. And this is how we step from this world into eternity. By knowing God. By understanding and acknowledge his holiness. Right? If we are sitting here thinking, I have it all and I'm just going to use God. He's in my hip pocket and when I need him, I'll pull him out. I'll pray to him. But then I'm going to go on with my life. We are not acknowledging God in his holiness and his purity. We are just using him. And guys, God knows that. God knows that. He knows your heart. He knows where you sit and how you are using him or whether you are serving him, right? This is an awesome thing. God has opened the door, but he knows your heart and he wants your heart to be fully his. Remember, that's what he said about David. I have found David, a man after my own heart. His heart is fully mine. God worked on Moses for 80 years before we see him appear in the supernatural way. Acts 7, 31. When Moses saw it, he was amazed at the sight, and as he drew near to look, there came the voice of the Lord. You know what? One of the things that, that struck me about that, Moses knew who was speaking. He recognized the voice of the Lord. Grow to know God. Grow to recognize his voice. He says, my sheep, Jesus in the New Testament says, my sheep, hear my voice and know me. This is part of knowing God is recognizing him and his voice. See, that's your seat, Moses. We just set that down just for you. <laughs> Welcome. Acts chapter 7, verse 32. I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob. And Moses trembled and did not dare to look. Proverbs 9, 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. Moses had gained over 80 years now in his life. He had gained an appreciation and understanding of who God was and he was in fear the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. He was at the beginning of his ministry to the Israelites. So he had that 80 years God took to prepare him and to get him to that point. God is working in your life to give you opportunity to know him and to be used by him. But it's your pursuit of him that transforms you, right? God is going to work in you as much as you allow. At the end... Every knee will bow. But now in this life, you choose whether you're going to bow your knee to him. And as you do that, you become useful to him. Grow to know God in his holiness and in his power. Seek to know him. Use this time. Acts chapter 7, verse 33. We'll continue in our passage. Then the Lord said to him, Take off the sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Moses acknowledged who God was. 
he knew he was holy. Grow to know him in his holiness. Acts chapter 7, verse 34, continuing, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their groaning, and I've come down to deliver them. And now, come, I will send you to Egypt. When God spoke to Moses, he had a message. He didn't talk to Moses about Moses. He talked to Moses about others and what he's going to do with Moses in others' lives. See, our, our life is not about us. It's about serving God and being used by him to touch the rest of the world, right? We are created to serve, and we are created to serve God. And God sent Moses on a journey for him to serve God in, in others' lives. And he was using that growth that he had been using over 80 years to now send him. God's message to Moses was not about Moses. It was about God's plan and purpose and what he wanted Moses to do in that plan. I'm looking for that, guys, and I, I encourage you, look for that. How is God going to use you in serving others and making an impact in others for eternity? Acts chapter 7, verse 35, Then Moses, whom they rejected, saying, Who made you a ruler and a judge? This man God sent as both ruler and redeemer, by the hand of the angel who appeared to him in the bush. People won't recognize you and what you're doing, but that's not the purpose. We don't have to be acknowledged and recognized by the world. We need to acknowledge and know God, who is holy, and follow him and not the things of this world. The more we know him, the less the things of this world will influence us, will control us. If you know a holy God, you will want to do what he's called you to do. Guys, grow to know him in his holiness and who he is so that you can be more effective in eternity, not just in this world, but in this world toward eternity. This is what we're called to. We're called to make a difference in this world. Salt and light. Salt and light impacts eternity, not just this world. Guys, grow to know him. Acts chapter 7, verse 36, is the last verse in our passage. This man led them out, performing wonders and signs in Egypt and at the Red Sea in the wilderness for 40 years. God prepared Moses for 80 years to use him for the final 40 years in his life to transform the history of the world. God transformed the history of the world through Moses' ministry to the Israelites. And he led them consistently and persistently through the wilderness. Moses had his struggles, but he made it through the process and honored and glorified God in it. God established his relationship with Moses well enough in those first 80 years that Moses served him faithfully for 40 years in the wilderness. I'm just encouraging you guys. This is Moses' journey. Stephen is sharing it with the Israelites, the Jewish Sanhedrin, the rulers that are about to condemn him for a purpose. And we'll get to that purpose in the next lesson or two. Because Stephen had a purpose in telling the story. But we can grow to know through this story that God is holy. And if we acknowledge and, and, and pursue him and know him as holy, we can be used and we can be transformed. Grow to know God 
in his holiness. That's my challenge to you this morning. Thank you. Let's close in prayer. Thank you, Dale. Yes. And we'll go to service on Sunday. Sometime in the whole month, sometime some of us attend service only one time because of our own engagement. But this is an opportunity giving us every blessing day to listen to the word of God. It will be very regrettable to tomorrow to tell to say to yourself, oh yeah, if I were to listen, if I were to do what I am to do, I didn't do it, but it will be late. We have heard this for a long time, nearly every day. Sunday is four times in a month, sometimes five. But sometimes we make three, we attend two. But here, we, we attend all. The word of God has come to us several times. It will be regrettable if tomorrow you will regret. Because we want to be stubborn, we want to be high here to listen to or to believe or to follow what God is telling us. It will be regrettable. But it will be late. So let us think about it. Let us think about it. And make some difference in our life. If we still live in the same way because we're hearing it, we all we are hearing it because some people say, Oh, you know how long I've been? It's not how long, but how well. Mm-hmm. It's not how long you've been in the church, but how well are you progressing? How, how how well are you moving? You are taking another bold step. I've been in church, but I have not been baptized. I have not married. If you had that, those obstacles behind you and you have not moved anything, you stay the same. You will still come up with the same result because there is no difference you have made in your life towards God. You remain the same. Because if you say fornication is wrong and you control the living fornication, you are not take another bold step. You stay in, in that same life. So the same result will come. So Dale, thank you very much this morning. We had to just, I had to just concentrate us about doing one thing, getting one result. It cannot solve the problem. You got to work towards it. We are pressing on. We are not perfect, <coughs> but we're working towards perfection. Tell somebody, my man, I'm not drinking anymore. My man, don't think I'm not doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. Then you're taking a step. Mm-hmm. You're graduating from one end to another. But when we remain there, the talk whole day and we do the same thing. We are just getting one result. <clears throat> we are getting one result. It's just like what this thing we're doing. We want God to give us more money. But we don't want to pay time to God. But you want, you want money. The one you get, you want more. But the man who has only little, you want take you want you take in it and you say one more. Then you want it happen by miracle. It don't work that way. It don't work that way. Because he promised or he said, try me and observe my way. If I will not open the if a living God will open a window of heaven and pull down blessing for you that you will not get room for. Is that is that just know that it's a very great thing that can ever happen in your life. You don't say you're going to pull down money like that it. it will be wasting, but you won't go out of job. 
You won't go. What you can do to pay a tie, you will always receive something to do because you are trusting. And then you move from one end to another. Our Alejandro, when I was leaving another job, that today they say a contract over, I was leaving. My phone rang. Say, Moses, where are you? Uh, <coughs> is this Moses? I said, Yeah, you got another job. When I went, I did an interview to get a job to another person. The next, the next day, Monday, they tell me to start. I came, I saw another girl coming. They say that the girl, she had to do the work. I decided to pack my bed to leave. Another guy called me. Say, oh, Moses, where are you going? I say, uh, My time is over here. I'm going. Say, But we need you. You see how God works? Because he shower blessing for you that you will not get room for. I will, they were driving me so, but God opened another door for me on the other side. If you yet trust God, God can lead you through. Thank you, brother, my dear. Thank you this morning. God is good. Guys, grow to know him. It's an ongoing process. I'm old and I'm still growing to know. I think Stefan, he might even still be knowing, growing. It's uh, we we are all growing to know God better. We will never know Him well enough to stop growing. Grow to know Him. Understand who He is. Understand His holiness. Be submissive to Him. That's what we need to be walking and working towards. Thank you. Let's close in prayer. Father God, I thank you for this time. I thank you for your Word. I thank you for your Spirit. God, it is an awesome thing that we can be growing to know you and, Lord, called to be part of your family. I pray that you would draw us to you, open our eyes and our hearts, help us to understand the truth of what we hear and the action that are required of us. Bless these men in this day. Keep them safe. Allow us to glorify and honor you by the work that we do today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, son. Thank you,